This is the fear of science. Hello again and welcome to The Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science fear with special guests and more surprises along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. I'm Jeff Porter. And today we are here at the Vancouver Public Library Inspiration Lab to literally break bread. Ooh. Oh, with uh, with our special guest on today's episode, which is titled "Fear of Gluten." I don't think they allow uh, food in these studios. Though, <laughs> yes. So, oh. <laughs> thankfully, we're we're just here to talk about it, and luckily, here to talk about it with us, we have two special guests. Uh, let's meet our special guest now. Hi, I'm Peter Chufa, C I U F F A, aka Pasta Boy Peter. Excellent. Please. And I'm Alex Inman. I'm a registered dietitian with Vancouver Dietitians. Nice, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now, now, Jeff, uh, you know, maybe not in this room because it is a lovely uh, sound booth here at uh, Vancouver Public Library, but gluten, gluten is all around us. It is all around us. It's probably here too. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's in my beard. I have some least. crumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point. Now, <laughs> First off, for, for those who may not know, and, and even asking for a layperson like myself, uh, for our, from our special guest, what is gluten? Is gluten bread? Okay. Oh. I mean, Go ahead. Uh, I have a, my background is not in the science of, of gluten. Um, I guess I should have said what my background is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I act. I cook. I've been a professional cook. I had an artisan pasta company, and I teach homestyle cooking around Vancouver in public classes and private in-home classes doing Italian homestyle cooking. So for me, I always associate gluten back to pasta and bread, pizza, focaccia, anyways, all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as I know scientifically, it's a protein strand uh, that is found in certain grains. I'm looking over at the dietitian, and dietitian's is nodding, so we're, you're good. I got it right. Yeah. Past bio ten. Yeah. Okay, so it's so it's the thing that makes up bread. Yeah. So gluten is a type of protein that's found in certain grains. So in wheat and barley and uh, rye as well, also contain gluten. Semolina. Ooh, is that now, just, now you're speaking my language? Yeah, are yeah. just making up words. Yeah, dur- durum, <laughs> just types of pasta. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, no, he's right. Uh, durum actually, durum is hard wheat. Uh, oh. It comes from it's a certain specific uh, of the grains um, or right. wheat grain. It's one of the specific varietals, durum, and it's semolina is the f- not the fine grind but a rough grind of it. Oh. And it is used in dry pasta. And we actually, Canada ships half a million metric tons of it a year to Italy that they turn into pasta and then they ship it back to us. <laughs> I know. Sell it to us at three times. Globalization. Hey. I know uh, fettuccine oh, and uh, macaroni and cheesy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, be, because of that, so, okay, so it's the protein. Now, you know, the question here we always want to know, uh, uh, we, we like to explore why people are perhaps afraid of the different subjects. 
that we talk about here. So uh, from our special guests and and maybe from us, like why are why are people afraid of gluten? Perhaps now even more than ever. And now one one thing I just wanted to kind of say for this episode when we before we talk about that is uh, leaving celiacs out of it. It's a hundred percent understandable why celiacs are afraid or do not like gluten because it's a disease. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay, sure. I feel like gluten um, is one of many things that got a bad reputation over the past few years and now um, for being kind of the trendy thing to cut out. So it's joined a long list of things like dairy, sugar, carbs, and then gluten's on that list and a bunch of other things as well. Um, But then also the clients that I see or the people that I see who come to me and they have eliminated gluten, it's normally because they've been trying to fix a problem rather than, oh, I just wanted to, you know, try this. It was, oh, I felt a certain way and I wanted to try going gluten-free to resolve that. Now, I'm not a dietitian, but from what I understand, the only way to diet is to eat rice cakes with avocado on it. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't look at me at that. I like me some avocado, but I'll leave the rice <laughs> Now, for, for our listeners from around the world and also here in Vancouver, Alexandra, what, uh, what is Vancouver Dietitians and what do you, what do you all do? Mm-hmm. So Vancouver Dietitians, um, I started with a partner, Stephanie Dang, and we're both registered dietitians and we provide um, private nutrition consulting, either one-on-one or with families or with couples. And then we're also available for hire in terms of like workshops, media and brand partnerships and those Mm. types of things. Since a collab. (laughs) Collab. I'd love to collab. Uh, One of my former roommates and a very close family friend of mine, Hi Ildi, if you're hearing this, is a registered dietitian. So I have nothing but respect. These people have some amazing scientific background to go along with all the other aspects that you cultivate in the food world. So, um, yeah, yeah, nothing but love for the dietitians. So one thing I was wondering as well, um, with asking about the, the fear of gluten, does anyone here have a fear or an aversion to gluten? Oh, no. I know, Daniel, you're very, you're vegetarian, right? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to head towards <laughs> veganism. Wow. Uh, my, my very lovely girlfriend, uh, hi Jenny, if you're listening, um, is, uh, uh, she's vegan, she's been vegan for many years, and uh, I'm very lucky that through her, I've been trying to, to eat better. Um, but, you know, oftentimes I find that, uh, uh, like, a quick meal for me is something that's, you know, it does include, like, Gluten or carbs, like you know, some if pasta, some, some pizza, pasta, maybe? absolutely, yeah. Like if I need to make like a quick box of mac and cheese, or or if I need to have, um, you know, sometimes I'll just make like uh, soup with like some toast, and then like bam, they're like a quick meal. Yeah. Um, so I I do I think I I enjoy gluten, but I feel guilty. Mm. There we go. Mm. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> From, see, the, well, it's the, the thing about the fear of gluten. When I used to sell pasta at farmer's markets, I was confronted with this a lot. 
Um, so I used to sell yeah. That's what I did. I used to get all the time, you're poisoning us. Don't you realize <laughs> wheat is horrible? Gluten will kill you. Um, a lot of it comes about from... Come away, children. He's selling I literally best. had one woman once go, you know you're killing people. Wow. And I was like, I'm sorry that my family traditions of hundreds of years is... I don't know how we survived. Um, so Monster. Well, I'm a monster. How dare he produce this and sell it? Uh, so the fear is out there, let's be honest. And But I honestly, from what I know of the science, and my, my background is much more limited, I'm just going to use anecdotal. Uh, I see a nation of people in Italy. I see the whole world. I see the history of bread and pasta. Human beings have evolved along with wheat. <laughs> And, but I mean that in a good sense, in the sense that if it's done properly and milled properly and you make your own food and your own bread and your own pasta or buy good quality produced products, it's a healthy thing. If you're using always processed foods and it's right. just got gluten thrown in there to be a binder, yeah, of course, you eat all of that. <laughs> if it comes out of a backpack, it's probably not that good for you if you're eating it 24-7. Just my opinion. I saw you said backpack at first, uh, yeah. and I was like, that's good advice. Do not eat anything that just comes out of a backpack. <laughs> um, from a dietitian standpoint, uh, you know, you know, talking about like processed foods and like for myself, I'm trying to get away from processed food. Uh, <laughs> so weak. <laughs> uh, that's going to be my new catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, from a dietitian standpoint, you know, uh, when you mentioned that you, you have some people who come in and talk about cutting out gluten or cutting out, uh, is cutting out gluten the same as cutting out carbs? Um, and, you know, because uh, I myself, I've heard people tell me that they've, they've cut out carbs from their diet, changed nothing else, and lost, like, you know, 20 pounds in a month. And I'm like, yeah. really? Definitely. So cutting out gluten is not the same as cutting out carbs. So there's lots of carbs that don't have gluten in them. So think um, things like starchy vegetables, like potatoes and sweet potato and the winter squash. Or think about fruit. Fruit has carbs in it, but no gluten. Or think about other grains that don't have gluten in them as well. Um, think about like rice, quinoa. So there's lots of carbs that don't have gluten in them, which is lucky for people who do have to avoid gluten like those with celiac disease or who are sensitive to gluten. Right. So, uh, no, um, uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law actually uh, has been doing a keto diet. Mm -hmm. um, so learning all about carbs from that. Carbs are the enemy in that diet. So um, uh, did we, did humans evolve to, um, are humans evolving to become more gluten intolerant or, or, um, or has gluten intolerance or gluten allergies, um, has that always been around? Yeah, that's a big question. That that's I'm not a sure huge question. <laughs> I don't think I have the answer to that. <laughs> right. um, I can tell you that for some people, cutting out gluten does help with certain things. So um, things like bloating, abdominal pain, diarrhea, those types of things. Um, I've seen some success with some clients cutting out gluten or following a gluten-free diet that they've found that those symptoms have gone away, okay. whether that's to do with evolution mm. or I, that's too, yeah, too big of a question for me. I don't know right. about you, Peter. Uh, oh, well, if it's too big of a question. <laughs> Come on, Peter. I, I, got, I got a few hundred years of tradition. I, mean, um, I, I do find it interesting 
from what I've read, please don't quote me. I'm trying to remember. I don't have all the stats in front of me. Um, this is going on the record. By the yeah, way. Well, this is going on the record. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to throw it out there. Percentages of people who are celiac or who are gluten intolerant actually haven't gone up. It's the awareness that's gone up. Yeah. Right. You know, with like anything in our society, right? We've changed our awareness around many issues, um, culture, race, sexuality. Food is another one. And if you're more aware of it, it's it's going to be you're going to be able to change your diet around that. Um, and I think that's a good thing, but I think a lot of it now it's been caught up in the fear. Like when you say fear of gluten, I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the gluten. Like I remember one person, I, I actually, not one, I've had this quite often when I teach my classes. People are like, oh, you know, when I eat pasta in Italy, it doesn't bother me. Or I eat bread in Italy or Europe, it doesn't bother me. I think it's the wheat. And then I tell them that quote I told you, I said, you know, Canada ships all the wheat over there. Like they're yeah. using our wheat, they're feeding it to you. I think, but I say to them, how do you eat? Are you standing over a desk chomping down or are you seated at a table with your friends and then you go for a walk after? I yeah. think our society has confused, oh, I'm eating fast food, I'm eating processed food, it makes me feel ill, a lot of it is wheat-based, so I'm just going to cut that off with, I'm eating good food, homemade food, properly cooked food, and then with friends and family and being able to digest it and go for a walk. <laughs> you change that here, the way you do it in Italy when you're on vacation, I think is going to make a difference. Just my opinion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think as well that that in our society now, uh, with with the internet and everybody being able to self-diagnose, I think a lot of people just read up on it and they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm probably celiac or gluten intolerant. I won't have any gluten. And I was actually reading on the Vancouver Dietitians. Um, it was website. Yeah, Thank it was you. actually funny because uh, it's the first time that I've ever researched a show and been typing in um, questions into Google and came up with the guest who's going to be on the show's Yay. article. Uh, but in your article, you mentioned that a lot of the times it's irritable, irritable bowel syndrome uh, rather than uh, gluten intolerance, but people just don't really look that much into it. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably, if there's anyone listening right now and they're thinking about going gluten-free, the one biggest piece of advice that I can give you is go and talk to your doctor, rule everything out, rule out celiac disease, rule out IBS before self-diagnosing and before following a gluten-free diet. Mm. Um, because if you do decide to go gluten-free and then you come and see me or you come and talk to your doctor and you say, oh, you know, I've had this long history of all these symptoms and I still feel really crummy. If you do want to go through the testing and the diagnosis, you have to eat gluten again. Right. So you have to go back to this right. thing that you've cut out. So start from step one and don't cut it out and go and speak with your doctor and have that testing done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-diagnosis on the internet is never a good idea. No. 90% yeah, of the time. it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time, it just tells you you have cancer anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> We're all dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, one of my favorite things, speaking as someone who's worked in restaurants for many years, I ask you all, please, when, you, when you're going to order at a restaurant, this is sort of off topic, but very on topic. If you're going to say, I'm gluten-free, be very specific. Are you celiac? Do you have a gluten allergy? 
or are you gluten intolerant? Because a restaurant has to adjust accordingly. A celiac, there can be no or to as minimal amount cross-contamination as possible. Intolerance is much less of an issue. I'm not saying it's not an issue, but I'm saying we don't have to change. When I used to work in restaurants, you don't have to change the cutting boards and wash all the knives and get a different bowl. The amount of effort, I swear to God, it's put 15% of extra costs in restaurants, yeah. bottom line, because everyone's like, oh, I'm gluten-free, I'm gluten-free. And then you ask them, uh, oh yeah, it's, I'm celiac. And then you put down a plate of noodles on the table and it's shared, and then they take a bite of the noodle and you're like, no, ma'am, that has gluten in it. You're celiac. Actually, it just bothers me a little. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, why yeah. did you tell us oh. that? Do you know the work that went in? Oh, for the love of God. That was actually one of the points I, I have in my notes to bring up um, because I have a friend who's uh, one of my best friends is celiac. Right. And it drives her crazy because she goes to restaurants and she knows of three restaurants that in the the Vancouver area that she could actually go to that has dedicated gluten-free areas because people don't realize that it's not just the cutting board or the knives, it's the deep fryers. So they can't have fries that have been deep fried with with other fries. It's that, the grill. Oh. If you grill bread on that grill and then you put steak on that grill, that celiac can have cross-contamination. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so when people are saying we're this, we're that, they got to be really clear with the people in a restaurant because we want, we don't want you to be ill. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want gluten in your food, ask, is there gluten in this food? But don't take it to the extreme of, I can't, I'm celiac. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not. <laughs> tell us, you know, I'm gluten intolerant. Really different than I'm celiac. Yeah, yeah. We respect both of them, but they're different beasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious, uh, be, because we have uh, two very uh, uh, talented guests from from different fields. Uh, I, I, I'm curious, uh, can you actually share with us and our listeners what inspired you to get into your respective fields? Mm. As, as a cook and a as question. a We should ask that question we more often. Totally, why have we not done that's this? A, we have had so many interesting guests. That's a great question. Over the, the months and, and uh, a year? Has Close to a year now. Close yeah. to a year. Why have we not asked this question yet? I think you need uh, to yes. celebrate with some gluten. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the gluten anniversary. Yeah. But uh, but again, you know, uh, here on, on Fear of Science, we're very lucky and honored to be joined by many special guests. So please, uh, for, for our listeners and for us, what inspired you to become a cook and also become an actor? It's an interesting combination. They, they I, I tell this story... Um, and my classes, uh, I really, they both come from the same place. I grew up in an Italian immigrant family, and I grew up in an immigrant neighborhood, working class neighborhood in Calgary. Yes, there are Italians in Calgary. <laughs> uh, there are a whole bunch of yeah. different nationalities. And we made everything. You know, um, we had a garden. My mother baked bread. We cooked. My dad would go visit the farmers at the farmer's markets in the winter and buy boxes of apples and we would can them. And this is the way I grew up. And the other thing was not only did we all cook at home, we all ate together. And 15, 16 times a year, I'll give you an example. My One of my dad's birthdays, there was an 80 people for a sit-down dinner wow. in our house. It was a little bungalow. People sitting everywhere. Everything was homemade, everything was cooked, and you would tell stories. And when I tell people why I became an actor, it was the stories that I heard, right. and telling those stories, because that's what an actor does. And why did I become a cook? 
because the food was the same thing. It's a story. Mm. It's a way to create. It's a way to say this is where it's from and this is the ingredients and these are the people. Awesome. I tell stories, whether it's a piece of pasta or me acting as a character. In the end, it's telling a story. That's that's why I right. do it. Ah, and you can tell the stories through food. Absolutely. And that's ah. what I do. I, wow. Yeah, I love doing that. That's my passion. I, I awesome. just It's another way to entertain and, and perform. Wow. Cool. That's Thank cool. you. And and what about yourself? Uh, how did how does one become a dietitian? What inspired you to become a dietitian? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of grade twelve, my biology teacher asked me what I wanted to do, and I told her that I was going to be the next Anderson Cooper. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And she suggested that I look into becoming a dietitian. I don't know what (laughs) (laughs) to say that or what she saw that made her think that I would be a good dietitian. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, did you hear what I just said? (laughs) Journalism. Um, Yeah. Fast forward, I did political science in my first year at UBC. I hated it. And I hit that crisis in first year of, oh, God, what am I going to do now? Right. Um, luckily, my sister's friend was a dietitian working at Burnaby Hospital, mm-hmm. and my sister hooked up a job shadow. And after that day, seeing her in the hospital working alongside the rest of the healthcare team, boom, that was it. Fell in love, and here I am, a dietitian. Awesome, <laughs> wow, that's, that's great, great cool. I think you know, uh, uh, it's you know, being a dietitian, being you know, an actor, uh, being a cook, it's all the things that. Uh, it's like all the things that we need in life. Someone to take care of us, someone to take care of our entertainment. Um, and feed you. And feed you. Yeah. And she'll tell me what to feed you and then I'll feed right. you. <laughs> I want fresh homemade pasta. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a deal here. We got a deal here. You brought, you're going to make some on the show, oh, yeah, right? I got yeah. it in my backpack. <laughs> oh. Uh, so um, uh, what is, you know, with, with the gluten being... Um, you know, with with fear of gluten and people in restaurants, uh, people coming to you as a dietitian and saying that they want to try and cut gluten out. Um, how how is say the restaurant industry? How is you know is society is business of running these restaurants business of like health? Is that is it changing to accommodate gluten and other sorts of food allergies? I would say yes. Um, part way. So with the trends of being gluten-free and being vegan, you're seeing on the menus now gluten-free options, vegan options. But I think Peter really touched on that huge point. If you do have an allergy or there is a medical reason why you can't eat something, that becomes a whole new ball game because you do have to have it in a completely separate kitchen. You do have to um, make sure that everything is clean and sterile and um, avoid that cross cross contamination mm-hmm. um, to the point where when I do see people and they do have a diagnosis of celiac disease, I tell them to go to a completely gluten-free bakery. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. go to a, a bakery that has both because it, there's just way too much yeah. and there risk are, there. It's in the air. It's in the air, yeah. <laughs> uh, and there are a number of really great gluten-free bakeries here in Vancouver, and I'm sure uh, wherever you are, hopefully, listeners. Well, the show is sponsored by no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think in a way... 
in Vancouver, we live in a bit of a bubble uh, where we're spoiled with uh, with a lot of like right. gluten-free Here in Portland, bakeries. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like gluten-free bakeries or vegan restaurants mm-hmm. and things like that. Like we see it every day and it's mm-hmm. normal to us. But, you know, where I grew up in Rivers, Manitoba, uh, population 1,200 people, there's no gluten-free bakeries there. Come on, the vegan gluten-free bakery <laughs> yeah. down around the corner? Yeah, the one gluten-free person in Rivers, Manitoba does not have the bakery. No. <laughs> now, you know, uh, another thought that I just had is, uh, you know, one thing that I love about uh, Fear of Science is that we get to talk about these subjects that uh, that maybe we don't get a chance to talk about very often. Like, for example, my fear of spiders, <laughs> which, uh, oh, God, I'm so scared. Yeah. I uh, 100% am with you there. Right? Oh, yeah. come on back. In, <laughs> yeah. we're, doing, we're doing immersion therapy with him well, uh, we'll next see. week. Yeah. 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 We're going to have a black does widow that, in. Does what? that actually work? Well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Yeah, not, I told him. I told him he doesn't have to hold it. He doesn't have to hold it. He just will have it in a container. Hold Famous what? How words. big is it? The Black Widow. Oh. Yeah. Why would you pick something poisonous? Because our expert is a Black Widow expert. Oh Ooh. my god. Yeah. Um, now, so no. no. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess my question slash thought statement is. Um, you know, for for people who, for our friends and loved ones who, who are gluten allergic, who are gluten uh, intolerant, mm-hmm. celiac, um, what can we do to help support them? And, um, uh, you know, like, is it about, uh, you know, communication? Is it about, because, you know... It, I uh, think you eat as much bread as possible right in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you eat the you eat the gluten for them, so they don't have to That's eat right. it. That's right. They don't feel as bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I mean, I I would say out of respect, you. Right. I think someone who lives with someone who's celiac or a gluten allergy, which are the two most serious, and that's not diminishing. I hope. I don't think it's diminishing. I would say those are the two most serious. Um, you, you, they probably know how to communicate with you. Ask yeah. them what they need. Yeah. Like I, when I used to get people at the restaurant, you're celiac. Okay, so this is what we can do. Does that work? Right. I, I'm asking you. You're the ex. I can tell you what we can do, but you got to tell me if it actually works uh-huh. or not. So, yeah. so for those who who uh, do have the allergies um, and do have the sensitivities, uh, hopefully this is a chance to encourage them to be more. Forthright with with their with their needs. Please. Yeah. Oh man, I think that's I think that's just a great comment in general about anything in life. Just being understanding. Yeah, being understanding, but also being more forthright with your needs. If you need, yeah. uh, if you don't need a spider, <laughs> let people know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me something, Daniel? <laughs> I think for a lot of my clients that don't have an allergy or they don't have celiac disease, for example, they would tell you. And while I agree with you, Peter, that it's not as severe in the sense that there's not a immune response or there's not physical damage going on in inside of your body. For a lot of them, though, that don't have those things, the symptoms are severe. They might be so bloated that they can't even walk right. for the next few hours or so uncomfortable or can't leave the bathroom or those types of things. So I think even just for people who say, hey, look, I'm intolerant or I'm sensitive, mm-hmm. um, being aware of that and being accepting of that, that they're trying to avoid potentially hours of suffering later. Yeah. 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 Well, but to that point, then be really clear. Like if you say, I say, are you celiac? Uh, or an, a server or someone in the restaurant goes, are you celiac? No. Are you, is it an allergy? No, I'm intolerant. So does that mean cross-contamination is okay? Which means it's touching or not? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I will do my best to clarify, but I need your help to clarify because some people it's, I don't want to eat gluten because I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And some people, right. no, it makes me sick. Mm -hmm. I need to know the difference. Totally, so yeah. That's a fair point. Now, point. now one thing um, we probably should have clarified from the beginning, for the listeners who don't know the difference between uh, celiac, intolerant, and an allergy, Alex, what would be <laughs> the that's difference? That's all Alex is right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> 30 words or less. That's how these yeah. pages of notes are. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hey, research. Um, I think everybody knows what a food allergy kind of is, or they have a rough idea of what a food food allergy is, but it's basically the body's immune response to a type of food. So it could be peanuts, or it could be wheat, or it could be dairy. Um, hopefully it's something that you've seen your doctor about, and if you think you're allergic to something and you haven't seen a doctor, consider this your uh, big wake-up call to mm -hmm. go and see your doctor. Um, so that's for a food allergy. And then for celiac disease, that is also an autoimmune response um, that some people just have the genes for. So if it runs in your family, you have a higher risk of developing the disease and it can develop at any age. That's the other thing that I wanna point out. So just because you were tested as a child and it came back negative, if you're having reactions now, you're having the symptoms now as an adult, go get checked again, because it can happen at any age. Um, and yeah, so that's uh, immune response to gluten as well. Um, so when gluten enters your body, there's damage that is happening in your small intestine. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, damage. Uh, two words you don't want to hear. Damage in small intestine. That's yeah. Awesome. Luckily, the damage isn't permanent oh, and good. it can be reversed following a strict, lifelong, gluten-free diet. And that really is the only treatment. Okay. Unfortunately, it does have to be strict, though. So you can't have little cheats of, you know, a gluten-containing cookie or something like that because then you're... Um, increasing your risk of developing all sorts of very pleasant complications. Okay. <laughs> so what what does the gluten do, do to your small intestines exactly? Yeah, so it's your body's um, immune system going down, having this reaction with the gluten. And um, it's hard to explain with just audio because I use my hands to explain <laughs> yeah, yeah, this. <laughs> but maybe Close if you're... Close your eyes and imagine everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe if you're on your computer or something, you can look up what's called the villi of the small intestine. So those are the finger-like structures in your small intestine that um, reach out to sort of grab the nutrients and absorb them into your bloodstream. Like, so your intestines <laughs> has little hands yeah. that just uh, go out and grab things. While you're listening to this, uh, put on the episode of the Magic School Bus where they go in the body and then just fast forward to the part when they're small intestine. And they keep <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah. And basically, um, when you have gluten, the damage that's happening is that those finger-like structures, so the villi, actually um, are becoming damaged and becoming stunted almost. So they're flattening out. Okay. <laughs> that is so crazy. Wow, I did not know that. I learned something today, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when your villi are flat like that, they're not able to absorb the nutrients from your food. So some of the hallmarks of undiagnosed celiac disease, iron deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, vitamin B12 deficiency, all sorts of other things. Um, but those villi can grow back as soon as you follow a strict gluten-free diet. Wow. Yeah, our body is so resilient. 
Babe, not mine. <laughs> I'm so weak. You're a pretty man. Now, I'm curious. So, so this for those who are um, uh, gluten intolerant and gluten allergic. Uh, what what does gluten for those who aren't allergic or sensitive? What does gluten do for us? What do we get from gluten? You get delicious enough. bread. Ah, yeah. <laughs> is, is there, stole my punchline. Yeah. <laughs> Good eats, baby. That's what you got. Yeah. Are there, you know, when I when I eat bread, um, do, is there? Do I do I get any nutrients from from gluten? Any energy? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, so gluten is a protein, so think of it like a protein, but it's found mainly in like breads, pastas, grains, those types of things. So you're thinking, (laughs) um, so think energy gives you a great source of energy, fiber, um, B vitamins, and other minerals as well. Well, and uh, learning so much. The the research I was doing, I got into a deep dive into the history of gluten, which was pretty interesting, um, that apparently gluten has been around, or not gluten, bread, (laughs) (laughs) has been around since they believe um, 9500 BC. So it's been around for a very long time. Uh, And they believe that a large amount of the the reason that we have such a a bread-heavy diet is that originally uh, meat was expensive or meat was hard to get a hold of. So by eating bread, you're filling your stomach and you're feeling satisfied without Mm. having to, you know, kill one of your chickens or or do that, right? I thought you were going to say one of your children. (laughs) (laughs) Different time. You're hungry, baby. Um, To to, uh, uh, jump back onto one of your original points, uh, myself now, this is where if you're listening and if you're a mortal enemy of mine, do not use this info. <laughs> but um, I, I have a shellfish allergy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I think it's like a, uh, it, and it's, it is an, an adult onset allergy. Because uh, I remember, uh, I distinctly remember uh, growing up, I would eat like uh, fried rice. And fried rice would have like little like sh- shrimp and prawn uh, mixed in. I remember really enjoying this. And I distinctly remember probably at least 10 to 15 years ago now. Uh, I'm also old. <laughs> I'm having lots of epiphanies. Uh, listeners, if you're listening, Dal Chai is having a mild breakdown. <laughs> but, um, I remember eating this fried rice that had these prawns uh, as, as a young adult and all of a sudden feeling really, really sick. Um, it, you know, just like a, like just feeling just like ill and uncomfortable. And I remember testing it out a few times <laughs> just to make sure because uh, there was no dietitian around at the time. Um, but I, didn't exist. <laughs> right. yeah. but uh, yeah, I, uh, as an adult, I became uh, allergic to shellfish. And I remember being like, what? I and then learning that because I always thought that allergies were something that you were born with, and then learning for myself. Oh no, you can get a mess at adult. What? Yeah, I can't eat nuts, peanuts and tree nuts, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, that's why I have okay, great empathy go. for people in restaurants yeah. who come and can't eat something because all my life I've had to, to a, you know, explain. Yeah. I can't have peanuts. I cannot have tree nuts. Oh, can you have pine nuts? No, that's part of the tree. I can't have that either. So I know your I know your pain, my friend. Yeah. I, I I capiche. You know what? Right. Well, we're opening up. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Who's got what? Yeah. I have a very strange allergy um, that people are always kind of don't believe that it really exists. But I have an allergy to artificial sweeteners. 
Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. I get uh, really, what? really bad migraines, especially with um, aspartame. It could literally touch my tongue, and I will get a migraine. I did it uh, like a couple months ago. Right. I had a little. I was uh, went for brunch, and uh, at the end of brunch, I got the little candy at the end, oh, okay. and it was a Chinese candy, so it was wasn't written in English what was on it, and I was like, meh. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Popped in my mouth for because I, I could taste it immediately, especially aspartame. Um, popped in my mouth, uh, took it out immediately. Um, said to my fiance, "I'm like that had aspartame. Uh, I'm going home because yeah, I'm yeah. about to have a migraine." Right. And, and sure enough, and I went home and I had a migraine. Wow! That I, is I like... took drugs as soon as I got home, so it got rid of it pretty quickly. But right. yeah. Yeah, not fun. Wow. No. I feel super left out now. I don't have any allergies. Oh. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Is that because you're a dietitian and dietitians don't have allergies? I have cured all of my allergies. Wow. Just by being a dietitian. <laughs> you graduate from dietitian school and then they clear all your allergies. Yeah. I, I should do that. I would love to try nuts. I would love to be like, I want to try peanut butter and I want to try yeah. Nutella. There's so many that I want to try. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so we're, oh yeah. Wow. Look at the time. Holy cow. Has it flown by? It's flown by. Um, like so. flower in the wind? Like flower oh. in the wind. <laughs> A celiac's worst nightmare. So many hashtags. <laughs> um, so uh, at the end of the show, uh, what we do for every episode is we look up uh, the hashtag. Um, so I looked up hashtag gluten today. Uh, and you know what was hilarious? Today is National Gluten-Free Day. Oh. Yeah. And what's, that's pretty. That is. What's the day for our listeners? What's the day we're recording this? This is uh, Thursday, May sixteenth. May sixteenth. Yeah, I have no idea what actual day it is. Um, yeah, but uh, I thought to to wrap it up, and and Peter's kind of done a little bit of, of this already, um, but uh, for celiac awareness, um, I thought we would would give a little message out um, to the celiacs to make sure that that we're looking out for them and hmm. and, and making sure they're all right. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, as always, uh, we, we like to try and educate as well as entertain here. So, definitely, uh, as we've mentioned before, if someone says that they're a celiac, take it seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, work with them. Uh, and for yourself, check check the packaging. Uh, unless you're eating a Chinese candy that does not have any ingredients. Then yeah. It did have ingredients. Candy. I just don't read Chinese. Ah, right. there. Ah, oh. there. <laughs> and that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Or um, Mandarin, I should say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, don't say that you are celiac if you're on gluten-free diet. Be very. I, this Be very is just clear. to someone who's had this experience. Yes. I wouldn't tell someone I'm allergic to nuts. For, as an example, I'm allergic to peanuts and tree nuts. Same. What is the specific issue you have? Because it makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. Now, now with with a nut allergy or with a, what would it be a nut nut allergy like walnuts and, and all that? So well? tree nuts or walnuts, uh, hazelnut, almond, uh, any any nut that grows in the tree. Peanut is part of the legume family, so I'm allergic to that part of the legume family, and I might have sensitivities to other legumes. When you find that you go to restaurants, yeah, do you have to be really careful yes. with with their, I guess especially dressings that would a large amount of them would have. Trust it? me, and every and cross contamination. And, and yet I just have to be very aware and very clear with the severity of my, and I carry an EpiPen with me and I have antihistamines with me. Um, you, yeah, you just have to take care of yourself. So and do you like full on swell up? Like, yes. 
Yeah. It's oh. not fun. That doesn't sound yeah. fun at all. Not fun. It's, it's not fun. Oh. oh. That was as bad as my... Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the, the last point as well, um, if you think you're gluten intolerant, um, get tested. Get tested for celiac disease. Uh, just make sure. Don't don't believe WebMD. Don't believe your, your research on the internet. It might be true. Yeah. It could very well be true. And, but and, yeah, talk to and, a dietitian or a doctor. And for those who are listening uh, who may be thinking of getting tested, uh, quickly, Alexandra, uh, how, what is the process of getting tested for, for celiac uh, sensitivities or allergies? or? Yeah, so the testing for allergies, um, you all can probably tell me better <laughs> with all of your food allergies, but you would have to go and see a doctor and they would diagnose you based off of um, your history, like every time you have peanuts you can't breathe peter or something like that plus they would either do a skin prick or a blood test to confirm the allergy and when it comes to diagnosing celiac disease they can screen for the disease by blood work um, but the gold standard is an intestinal biopsy so you would um, need to go and have a a scope done with a biopsy of your intestine as a gold standard Um, and I would really encourage everyone to have that testing done, have the screening done um, before you get rid of gluten from your diet because if you are following a gluten-free diet, it can make you have a false negative. So Hmm. the test can come back as negative when really you might have it. Oh, interesting. Man, I am learning so much. So is that because if you stop eating gluten, that those fingers uh, <laughs> inside your intestines grow back, therefore your your biopsy might say, yeah, it's fine. So same for the blood work. So the blood work is looking at the body's immune response to gluten. So if you take gluten out of the diet, your body's not having an immune response. So then it, w- it will come back as negative. And then, yeah, exactly with the scope. So those villi can grow back and then based on the biopsy and the scope they might not see the damage that's been done Um, and why would you bother getting tested if you're like oh I'll just not eat gluten well I think we've really driven the point home how serious you have to take it with cross-contamination checking ingredients at restaurants all of those types of things so having that diagnosis is really paramount there will also be more follow-up with your doctors your doctors will order more blood work through your life you know if you're a woman and you're trying to get pregnant then um, there'll be considerations taken for that and there's a small but still a tax break from the CRA for all of the gluten-free products that you will have really? to buy. Hey, yeah. what? Wow. Oh, that's we, awesome. we saved the most important info for, <laughs> yeah. for the end. Uh, wow. Well, uh, uh, to, to help us wrap up, uh, of course, for our listeners again here in Vancouver, and if you're coming into Vancouver and you're like, hey, I want to take a cooking class uh, or learn more about Peter Chufa, where can they find more info? They can take a look at my website, uh, pastaboypeter.com. Uh, I do a lot of cooking as well on Instagram and videos of that sort. And then if they want to follow my acting career, they can check me out on imdb.com. Just put in Peter Chufa, C-I-U-F-F-A. Uh, I teach classes all around the city, public and private. So just reach out to me or check my website. Definitely. And uh, I look for him on episodes of Arrow, Trial and Error. And good doctor. And good doctor, yeah. Those are very a, fun to see. Was a, thank you so much. I've been I've been blessed. I get to cook and I get to act. Two things I love to do the most. Wonderful. Nice. Uh, and for those who are listening who maybe are looking for more info here in Vancouver uh, or, uh, you know, about uh, 
if they need a dietitian or just more info in general about what we eat and what, what we take in, where can they find more info about you? Definitely. You can find Vancouver Dietitians on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We share recipes. We share blog posts. We combat fears and myths about food all the time. Um, And you can also find us on our website, www.vancouverdietitians.ca. And we all learned this right before recording this podcast, but dietitian is spelt with two Ts. There is no C in dietitian. Blew my mind. What? I missed that part. I was was setting up the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never be the same. Oh god. The big big learning is that yeah, there's yeah. no scene dietitian. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> um, and uh, as always, uh, Jeff, it's always fun to co-host with this this with you and and to have our special guest here breaking bread with us and yeah. and sharing in the learning. Uh, for more information about Fear of Science, you too can find us on, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and the podcast. We release the episodes. Uh, the first and the 15th of every month. There we go. And you can find us at, at ScienceFears on Twitter and at ScienceFears on Instagram. And then I think we're Fear of Science on Facebook. I can't remember now. There we go. <laughs> Search us. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, as always, uh, keep, keep listening, keep learning, keep the conversations going, uh, whether it be with uh, fear, of, uh, fear of Science, Fear of Gluten, or everything else. Uh, again, my name is Daniel. I'm Jeff. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Ciao. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Eat with those you love. <laughs> <laughs>